Welcome to the Gamer Trainer Podcast. We talk about everything from the body, business, and brains of gaming to help you, the gamer, level up your life in and out of games. All right, guys. So I plan on doing these podcasts once a week to help you guys. But in light of recent events with the Call of Duty community, the CWL Sydney coming up, I thought I would take this chance to talk to you guys and be very blunt. And I'm going to be very blunt and honest with you guys today to the Call of Duty community, is you need to man the hell up and support your goddamn game. You understand that the problem, I think, with the console community is for many years you've been spoiled. You're very lucky that you've got good organizations, unbelievable organizations. You've had an MLG overseas for many years. And in Australia, you've had ACL, now ESL Australia, who have supported this game and the console community for so, so long. Now, back when I played on PC COD, I would have given anything to have had an organization like ACL that really supported our game, even even with no prize money. Now, we were at the depths in PC COD where we didn't have major, major tournaments. We had to put on some of these tournaments ourselves. Most of the tournaments were online. You know, CG supported PC Call of Duty, and that was about it. And we were very desperate for tournaments. Only towards the end of us, we started getting a few tournaments here or there before the game started to die out. But there was no one in PC Call of Duty that supported us like ACL does for you guys. And you've been very spoiled to have all these tournaments over the years. Now that Activision has started putting money into the game, you expect things. You expect flights to be paid for. You expect food to be given. You expect accommodation. You expect thousands of dollars of prize money. Why? You've got to understand that esports is still a business, okay? Activision, ESL, all these sponsors, these companies, they have employees, okay? They have staff that they need to pay wages, they have bills, they have rent, and they have electricity that they need to pay for. So why should any of these companies put their money on the line that they work for, they sell products for, they do marketing for, for you? Why should they pay for your flights? Why should they pay for your accommodation? Why should they sponsor you? What are you going to do for them? If they give you $10,000, how are you going to make that $10,000 back? It's, it makes, it's common sense, isn't it? If you ran a business and you're going to sponsor someone, give someone $10,000, how are you going to make a return that money? The odds are that 99% of teams in Australia are not going to give any organization a return on their money. So you're lucky that most Australian teams and most Australian esports players are lucky they've got sponsors, I'm telling you right now, because not many teams in Australia truly give sponsors a return on their investment. Only very few do. The top echelon of those teams do. Everyone else needs to start looking at what you're doing and how you're presenting yourself and how much effort you're putting into your games and start asking yourself, do I really deserve this money? Do I deserve accommodation paid for me? Do I deserve food given to me? Because back in the day, I'm telling you this right now, and I made that tweet about spending 100 to 150k on Mindfreak. Back in the day, I would maybe for one weekend spend five to six, seven k on sending some players to an event. When I'm talking about some events, we had four or five teams at a time, and we would do that. And I'm talking 100 to 150k, not on five star accommodation, guys. I'm talking we would get as cheap as we could close to the venue so we could save money with some team, some players sleeping on the floor, okay? Now, the MyFreak players to this day still know that it was out of my own pocket, and they respect me for that, and the loyalty we have to our brand is unprecedented, okay? 
And that's with our sponsorship dollars. And we created that by giving as much as we could, by giving 100%. None, no, not many of you guys are giving 100% to the cause. Let's be honest. I'm talking 100% like the best you can absolutely give. And we went to those tournaments. Like I said, it's 4 or 5K, sleeping on the floor, sleeping in sleeping bags. Most events, what you don't see is, for instance, My Freak was born on us driving in Albert's car from his home in Sydney to events in Brisbane, to Sydney, to Melbourne, sleeping in the car, me and Albert sw- swapping shifts, driving the car for 10, 15 hours in the car to go to a tournament, to play in a tournament for sometimes a few hundred dollars. Sometimes we weren't even really 100% sure what the prize money was before we got there. But you know, we played, and we played that tournament, those tournaments, like it was CWL Sydney, like it was the for 10, 15, 20,000 dollars because we loved the game. It was about the game and it was about getting better. What you don't also see is out of for the one, you know, peripheral sponsor that we had in Razor Steel Series for example, and we announced them people got so jealous and unbelievable how did they get that. That's bullshit. I don't understand. What they don't see was the 50 other times that we sent emails out to companies and we got either rejected or no email at all. It takes work, guys, and it takes hustle. And if you want your game to grow, you need to put in 100% and you need to support these events. You need to be doing content and you need to put yourself out there. You need to give it everything you got. How committed are you? How bad do you want it? Do you play the game for fun or do you really want to be uh, in top echelon esports team? Do you want to be a full-time professional? Because think about, if I go, you go and get a job at a retail store, you're working 38 hours a week for $20 an hour, as an example, okay, and most average retail places, and you have to slave your ass in that job, okay, for 38 hours a week, how many of you put 38 hours into truly mastering your craft, I'm not talking about just playing the game, guys, I'm not talking about just getting in pub, getting some scrims and playing, but I'm talking about truly mastering your craft, giving it all to your team, your personal brand, your esports organization, the game as a whole, How many of you put that in? And yet you turn around and you want to be a full-time professional. You want people to pay for your accommodation, your flights, everything. Why? What have you done to deserve it? Have you been through the hard days? Have you slept on hotel room floors? Have you driven 10 to 15 hours to play for $500? Guys, put the work in. I'm telling you this right now because I'm not telling you this to put you down. I'm telling you because I want to see you guys succeed. And to succeed means sacrifice. It means a lot of hard work, and it means going through the hard yards, because all those guys that you see as an example in the Mind Freak team, okay, they have been through the hard yards, they've spent their own money, they've spent hours upon hours, they've slept on floors, they've slept in shitholes to get to the point where they get good accommodation now, paid for them. And I'll, I'll be, we'll be 100% honest on that front now, still at times, we ask great things of these players from Mindfreak. We ask them to make sacrifices. Albert will be 100% honest with them. And this is one thing I preached from back in the day with Mindfreak, is to be 100% honest with the players. Hey guys, I'm not promising you that I can do this, but I'll be, I'll be 100% honest about what I can do. A lot of esports organizations pick up teams and they promise, 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 promise. Never promise what you can't deliver. It's better to under-promise and over-deliver. Sometimes it's better to overpromise and overdeliver, but if you're realistically not in a position that you've got the finances and the goods, be realistic and honest about about it with your players and with your teams.
And we've done that as, with MyFreak. And it's portrayed into the players' vision and their values. And the players at MyFreak now who will still, even though they are the best team in Australia and they've fin- had fantastic placing in the, in the COD World Champs and do well overseas, you guys don't understand. Not everything is given to these guys. You think it is, but it's not. We still ask them to make sacrifices. We still have some of the players sleep at Lincoln's house, as an example. Okay? We still have players, you know, drive to the airport and pick it up. They don't get picked up by limos. They don't get driven to this magical five-star hotel. They don't get all these buffet dinners. They don't get all the sponsors throwing them money. They still need to make sacrifices and put in hard work to get to the level they have. So what makes you think as an amateur that you're, you're going to get all this stuff if you don't even attend land? If you can't even make the sacrifice of paying for a team pass or paying for some domestic flights to find a cheap hotel to go and stay there just to play the game and learn and get better, if you can't make those sacrifices, how are you going to get to the top when all these people at the top have made these sacrifices in the past and are still making sacrifices in the present? How are you going to get there? You know, even if you're not sure about your result, you know, you may go to land and play just a few games and lose, but that experience is vital to succeeding. I'm telling you this right now. I've been to lands, my first couple lands, and I struggled, we got beat, but you know what? It, that evolution of myself as a player losing and going through the experiences taught me things that when I created Mind Freak, we were ready to go. And that made me a better player, a better manager. Now, even if you serve as a player, even if you're not quite as skilled as a player, you need to attend lands and you need to see what players go through. You need to see how events are running. You need to just see how the whole dynamics work. So if you do want to, in the future, also run your own esports organization, you know what it's like to be a player. And that's one reason why we are also quite respected by our players and through the history of MyFruit because everyone that's been a manager in Mind Freak has always been in the player's shoes. We always understand we are one of the players. We're not like this, this overseeing managers or bosses that demand victory, demand this and demand that from the players. We're, the players are our own brothers. We're family and we look after each other. But if you've never made the sacrifice to go to land to pay money to, to invest in your own experiences in esports, you're never going to get to that level, guys. And I really can't preach this enough. Guys, make sacrifices, put in effort, lose if you have to, because losing will teach you how to win. So man up and support your game. If you want to see Call of Duty events, which I want to see, I'm not even a player in Call of Duty console. Yeah, I'm so passionate about the game, I could sit there and watch CGPL games, ESL games, you know, CWL games. I love the game and I love the competitive side of it, and I want to see it grow. Guys, Call of Duty has been a part of the Mind Freak fabric since we started. And I want to see this community grow. I want to see it massive. I don't, I'll be 100% honest, I don't want to see Mind Freak win every single land easily. <laughs> you know, we, we want to see the whole scene grow. I want Australian competitions and lands to be so competitive, exciting, thrilling, have crowds in Australia watching these major events. I don't want to see. Australian teams have to travel overseas to play in front of large crowds and to just be competitive. I want the scene in Australia to be world class itself. I want us to be packing out studios and stadiums in Australia. I want us to be playing at a world class level here 
I want teams from overseas to come here to experience what we have to offer. I want more of those Crown Casino events, but I don't want Australian teams finishing third and fourth. I want Australian teams playing world-class teams in Australia and Australian teams to be beating them. To be, I want Australian teams to be world champions. And if we're going to see an Australian world champion team, then every single one of us from the top to the very bottom of this scene has to make sacrifices to attend events and to help all of all of us grow and get better and that only happens when you make those sacrifices you put your hand in your pocket you get off your ass and you go to events and support the teams and the community and the event organizers let me add that as well so guys that's i had to get that off my chest and again if you have any feelings about this please comment in the comments below to this podcast on youtube tweet at me at mf underscore rigs and I'll get back to you. Really keen to hear what you guys have to think. I know a lot of people had a, have had a lot to say on this to- topic and discussion already. But let's rally everyone together, guys. Let's rally the whole COD community together. Let's go to the ESL students in Sydney. And let's fire the fuck up and show all of Australian esports what the Call of Duty community has to offer. All right, guys? Let's, let's fucking do it. Let's go there. Let's put on a show. Excuse the language, but... I'm passionate about this game, guys. It's what I played and I sacrificed a lot, a lot of hours, days, months, years for this game. And I'll be damned if I see this community die off and organizers not support it because the community hasn't gotten behind it. So it's time to step up and support Call of Duty. It's our game. We made it what it was. So step up. It's Judy Calls, guys. Peace out.